and farm workers get a fair shake here in Washington State in, in, in politics in Olympia. It's it's a question after what happened. We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now um, when there was this hearing in Olympia about an issue dealing with how farm workers are being treated, how they're being compensated, dealing with overtime. We've explained some of the background on that uh, multiple times here on the show. We'll, we'll catch you up a little bit if you're just uh, tuning into this issue. But the question that remains now, after farm workers came to Olympia, a, a community of people who rarely are in a position to raise their voices and speak out, but at the same time, a, a community that's increasingly the subject of political conversations in Olympia. What are the rules that we have in the state? What are farmers doing? And are farm workers being treated well? It's something that a lot of folks say they care about, but when it comes down to it, you know, as we've said on the program, do they really care about it if that community has a view, a perspective, words to share that don't align with their political perspective? And, and that's exactly what happened in Olympia when farm workers came to testify on a measure dealing with overtime and... And they were, I, I don't know if it was deliberate, but they were poorly translated, mistranslated, you might be able to say, in a few cases. And uh, uh, editorialized uh, comments from a state lawmaker on this committee where they were speaking in a public hearing, actually you know, editorializing, adding her own opinion on to the end of someone else's state you know, official testimony, also a suggestion by two different lawmakers chairing and co-chairing or vice chairing, whatever the official title was at committee, uh, suggestion uh, from both of them that the, the workers that were speaking out didn't really actually understand the issue they were commenting on. And these are two lawmakers who claim to champion farm workers' cause. So looking to the future, I, I imagine it has a real chilling effect for farm workers feeling like they could be heard. Why? Because it, is it because of the terrible farmers who are trying to, you know, this is what the activists accuse, exploit workers? And no, actually, in this situation, it's because of lawmakers who apparently have such an activist agenda claiming to help these very people that they can't be listened to because their politics or their perspective on a given issue doesn't align with the said lawmaker's perspective. We're talking, of course, about Senate, State Senator Rebecca Saldana, also the chair of the Labor Committee in the State Senate, Senate uh, uh, Senator Karen Kaiser, joining me right now with the Center for Latino Leadership, Maya Espinoza. Welcome to the program this morning. Maya, hey, you thanks, were, Dylan. You were there in Olympia in the room for this hearing first off what was your reaction we've heard from a few folks here on the program who were pretty darn frustrated and even offended by what went on there what was your take on how that all went down a couple of weeks ago when these farm workers wanted to say hey let us work uh, we're in favor of this bill that would allow a 12-week window where we can work a bit longer, up to 50 hours a week before overtime kicks in, because we know that the farm can't afford to do this whole time and a half thing for a whole bunch of hours. And so they're going to roll, you know, limit our hours just to manage their costs and stay in business. What did it feel like there in the room as this went down? Yeah, I, I think you've prefaced this exactly right. Uh, the feeling in the room was that this was not 
the type of testimony the senator was expecting. Either Senator Saldana or Kaiser, they seemed very surprised uh, at at the farm workers' actual testimony on this bill, and so you know they assumed they didn't understand the issue, which of course is very insulting. Um, especially, you know, my dad's an immigrant; he's still got an accent. And especially when these workers are testifying, trying to testify in English, testifying in Spanish and being told that they don't understand the bill. Um, So the feeling in the room was a little insulting, I think, uh, to say the very least. And, you know, I I am not a farm worker, so I did not testify, but I was there helping a couple of local workers, you know, be able to testify, be able to navigate the whole complicated legislative process. I mean, you have to sign in at least an hour before the test or the, the hearing starts. There are all kind of obstacles that are already put in place that make it hard enough for people who speak English fluently, mm-hmm. you know, to navigate this process. Exactly. But here you have have workers that show up for this committee, both virtually and in person in Olympia, all the way across the state. And to have, you know, such a a condescending tone to these workers was was insulting, to say the very least. Well, I mean, I think you're exactly right. And to me, as an English speaker, somebody who plays around in this world of politics a lot, I'm a professional talker for crying out loud. I've been on the radio for years. That's intimidating to me to go right. do that. So it would be intimidating to anybody. I know anybody in the farming community generally does not relish the idea of going to Olympia for a variety of reasons, but farmers and farm workers are very similar. Uh, they like to be left alone generally and just get work done. And that's their happy place out in the field, exactly. growing food. Think- so it, it was saying a lot, I think very courageous of them to be able to come way outside that comfort zone. And then I think about the fact that, you know, several of these guys uh, were originally from Mexico and right. speaks English as a second language. I cannot fathom if I were in there, if that was reversed, if I say was in Mexico and Spanish was my second language and there's a political system that I didn't even necessarily grow up with, but then going to speak and I would be intimidated beyond belief. Right. And of course, they don't make this, you know, the bill language itself, the actual bill, it, you know, was you're in support of the bill, which would fix this issue that was already, you know, something the workers were opposed to from the get go. So it's already confusing, you know, again, yeah. whether or not you speak English. Yeah. So these workers were trying to be crystal clear about we need the money. We are told that uh, if, you know, we hit 40 hours that there's not they're not going to have extra work for us. They're going to have to hire another person. And they were conveying these issues very clearly in Spanish and in English. There was actually one point um, during the test, uh, the the hearing itself, where the translation you you had mentioned that you know Senator Saldana was doing some of this translation and that she was adding her own comments. Uh, most of the time, she was at least saying, and those are my comments that she, you know, she's adding on. She is making comments, but she at least tried to show the distinction between their comments and her comments. However, there's one point where one of the workers is talking about, you know, I'm going to only get 40 hours and I need the extra money. I want to work extra 50 hours or or the the full 50 hours. And, you know, he'd gladly work more. Yeah. But the translation that was given, actually, what the senator said was, I will only get 40 hours. Mm -hmm. I will only be given 40 hours. And the distinction there is important. 
because one implies that the farmer is himself choosing to only give 40 hours where right. the worker himself is saying no no it, you know i would like to work more than 40 hours not he's not putting blame on anyone right. he's saying these are my issues and this is how i feel about it and so though that was an instance where she put her own comments in it or her own interpretation that was not exactly true to the actual intent behind the testimony. What was what were the workers in the room? What were they feeling like? How did they react? And I saw there was a moment. I think it was uh, there was a moment when Senator Kaiser said she just wanted to clarify, but then her quote unquote clarification, which was much more of an insinuation that the people who had just testified didn't understand the issue, which I thought was pretty right. awful. Um, mm -hmm. it, and this was one of those hearings where multiple technical hearings happened in a row. This was the last one in any of the hearings before that never happened, where, where oh, yeah. lawmakers who are supposed to be listening to the public's perspective testifier's perspective then stepped in and said well i'm not sure if you really understand the issue and i just want to clarify so that was frustrating well, I, but then yeah. i noticed that the workers at that moment kind of were like they were walking back to their seats and they kind of turned around and were kind of like what no <laughs> uh, and that we're was, not going to stand that for that such, that was such an interesting exchange because on the one hand you have an opportunity where it, this is a hearing the senator could have engaged those individuals directly and said, now, let's make sure that we're both talking about the same thing. But instead, she waited for them to wrap up their testimony and then insert, by the way, none of you know what you're talking about, because actually this bill does this. And that is the moment where the workers came back. You know, I think in that uh, particular instance, you had both a farmer and a, a, a worker come back to the table yeah. and say, no, no, we do understand. And they tried to explain it to her. Unfortunately, she didn't seem real open, <laughs> you know, to understanding their perspective. She was just disgruntled that they didn't automatically agree with, with what they were trying to do. It really begs the question. If you go in there, and I guess whether you speak English or Spanish, no matter what your your ethnic or cultural background is, can you get a fair shake? Will these folks who, okay, they have a very specific political viewpoint. I don't necessarily agree with it, but fine. But the point of a hearing is to listen and then see if that changes you know, your understanding of the situation. It didn't right. sound like they were there to listen at all. And right. again, at moments, you know, making it obvious that they didn't want to listen because they were trying to make the folks in the hearing, the people who were supposed to be speaking, they thought they needed to be listening to their preaching. It does make you wonder, you know, was it all the pomp and circumstance that they just wanted the hearing, you know, to say that they gave it a hearing because it, that was absolutely the impression that there was not actually an effort to listen to the perspectives, but instead there was the assumption that they just didn't understand it. Yeah. And that's really unfortunate. I think you're exactly right, Dylan. This very well could have a chilling effect on workers coming all the way, you know, it, missing a day of work to come testify on this important bill, which they know is going to impact their income this year and being frankly told that they don't know what they're saying. It, it's, it, it very well may have a chilling effect, but just to do a little plug for my organization, yeah. you know, Center for Latino Leadership, very much. I mean, our mission is to demystify politics and the legislative process. We want to make it easier for normal people, normal Latino residents of Washington state to be able to engage their government. And, and, you know, I founded this organization on a simple premise, which was 
you know, we've got a pretty high Latino population in the state compared to other states. Yeah. We've got a super high migrant population in the state. Um, but our representation in our local government doesn't always reflect that. Yep. Now, when you drill down, you know, to the issue, you see, well, you know, Latinos actually don't vote. They're not yeah. not in in the same you know percentages at the same rate that other demographics do. This demographic tends to be registered to vote and not turning out. And when I talk to people, when I meet people around the state, and by and large, we're a, we're a network of Latino leaders across all of Washington, all corners of the state. What we have found is that it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy where you don't vote, you don't get the representation yeah. you're hoping. And yeah. so you don't see your representation in your government. You don't relate to it. You don't know how to even engage it. So then you end up not voting again. Well, here's another issue. And by the way, we're talking with Maya Espinoza. She's the founder of the Center for Latino Leadership. Um, what is it? Centerforlatinoleaders.org. Uh, that's if, it. If, if folks you. want to check it out online. And that's where, you know, earlier you said you didn't testify in this particular hearing because you're not a farm worker. But this is, this is what you do is helping those communities connect with the political system. Right. The levers right. of power, as the more progressives will talk about. And they, it's, it's interesting. They'll often talk about how communities like Hispanics or, you know, whatever category they, they want. Right. And, and sadly, I'm be because of this incident, I'm becoming more cynical. Whatever group that they feel they can use politically uh, will talk about yeah. how people are locked out of this system. Yet it's they themselves that are creating that. And ultimately, you know, I think there, there's this assumption that the Latino community is kind of a political monolith. That, mm -hmm. you know, it, Latinos vote left. They're all about uh, Democrats and, um, you know, progressive policies. Progressive policies. The reality yep. is, yep. to me, that, that's troubling just right on its face because you're lumping yep. people together because of their cultural or ethnic background. Guess right. what? And, they and, have a diversity yeah. of views just like anybody else. <laughs> and so, exactly. what, but... They if if people like Senator Saldana and Senator Kaiser continue doing what they're doing, it creates that or it, it perpetuates and continues that perception of yeah. a political monolith because they only use a given community when it's convenient for their particular political agenda. And when it's not, as we saw in this hearing, they are um, disrespected and yep. I mean, silenced may be a bit strong, but really it, that's the upshot of kind of what's happening where their testimony yep. was not, it was apparent. They didn't value as much as maybe others who agreed with them. They didn't value their testimony as much. Right. No, that's exactly right. And, and I do want to be very clear that my organization in no way is prescribing where people stand on the issue. We're simply providing that avenue to be able to connect and engage their 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 government. And so, you know, to assume that we are all a political monolith right. is itself, I think, very racist in its own, you know, insinuations. Mm -hmm. um, and we've seen, of course, you know, historically and across other states and in other Latino communities across the nation, 
that that is not the case. That cannot be further from the case. But if the same folks that are trying to engage this community are having a hard time getting that engagement, maybe you're not talking to them about issues that matter. Maybe you're not talking to them, you know, about things that they want to fight for, things that they that would engage them. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we're trying to do is meet people where they are, find out what issues are impacting their community, make sure they know what Olympia is trying to do, you know, for their community and let them be the determinants of whether they think that that's a good idea or not. And it was very clear that in this particular hearing that was counter to what they were expecting or what they were told and yeah. you know maybe in their defense that's their own echo chamber that's their own you know influence uh, sphere of people telling them that this is what you know the community needs mm -hmm. but across washington these latino communities are very different in their needs a, a Seattle, you know, quote unquote, migrant worker is very different than an Eastern Washington or Whatcom yeah. County migrant worker. Yeah, exactly right. This is the Farming Show, by the way, here on KGMI 96.5 FM in Bellingham, as well as 790 AM. I'm Dylan Honkoop uh, talking with Maya Espinoza, the founder of the Center for Latino leadership talking about what happened in Olympia a couple of weeks ago when uh, Latino farm workers largely I mean I think there was one worker who was not Latino who also spoke in favor of this um, again it doesn't all have to be one category of people we can have diversity here folks um, <laughs> uh, talking about what happened there when folks who were needing to you know wanted to to testify share their perspective in Spanish were kind of manipulated by a couple of the more partisan uh, lawmakers on that panel before which they were testifying in a disappointing and frustrating way. I would imagine, I mean, I asked you a, a few minutes ago about what how those workers were feeling. I would imagine they had to have been kind of frustrated, if not even ticked off after that. But there, there right. was a bit of well, a conversation afterwards, though, too, right? There was, and that was actually very encouraging. So, you know, after the hearing had concluded and, we, you know, we had ran out of time, uh, we stuck around and we wanted to, you know, talk with others about this issue because certainly it wasn't like all of us showed up and met ahead of time and we all got our notes in order. These were all workers from across the state with different experiences, you know, sharing their own testimony. So as we're talking in the hallway, uh, actually, Senator Saldana comes out eventually and she wants to engage the workers and she wants to, mm. you know, drill down a little deeper. And that was that to me is encouraging, even yeah. if, you know, maybe the intent was let me make sure that you understand, which, again, we, we won't re reiterate how insulting that that actually is. Right. Um, she was she was there to listen and talk and engage these folks. And there were a few minutes that she had allocated to actually meet with them one on one and talk through how this actually works. And, you know, for some of these politicians in Olympia who have never owned a business, who maybe have never actually worked in an industry where you can get laid off because there's not enough work or enough you know, revenue to keep you getting paid. Sometimes they frankly have no idea how some of this works. Yep. So the fact that she was, you know, available to talk about this with some of these farmers and farm workers was encouraging. Now, whether or not they got through, whether or not their point was was seen as valid, I, I mean, remains to be seen. I, yeah. I don't think the bill moved this year. Um, so, of course, that is discouraging, but they did meet well, with the vice chair rather than the chair. Yeah, uh, and we're out of time, but just real quick, Maya, have you ever seen anything like what happened in this hearing before, people being treated that way in, in all of your years in and around Olympia? 
You know, frankly, I hadn't. (laughs) Unfortunately, I had not seen anything like that. And, and I hope that we can work to rectify that. I hope that, you know, folks are not discouraged. They're willing to come out. This is why we need to remain engaged along the way and not let this be the final note. Again, the website is center for Latinos dot or no, no center for Latino leaders.org. Make sure I get that right. Center for Latino leaders.org. Their founder, Maya Espinosa, and they have a whole uh, network of folks working on issues there. You can check it out online. Maya Espinosa has been with us. Thank you for your time so much. Hey, thank you, Dylan. Take care.